0: All right, man. you ready to go. Welcome to Race Time Radio. You'll hear from the best in Canadian U.S. racing this week. Grab a cold one and stick around. All uh, right, you're good. They've got a car in the wall. The starter tower has signals. We're ready to roll. It's Race Time Radio, and it starts right now. Here's your
1: host, Joe Chisholm. Time,
2: bro. All right, buddy, you're the same one.
1: And good evening everyone and welcome to Race Time Radio. Y'all ready to go? Man, we got a dandy lineup for you here tonight, live on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks, and of course, hello to everybody out in Rev TV land. Right across the country. Uh, Junior, you had a busy weekend. Uh, what's going on? How you doing? Good.
3: Good. Had a very busy weekend. Uh, uh, it's one of those weekends where you wake up and you notice, hey, my voice is a little <laughs> raspy. <laughs> uh, got used a little bit this weekend. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, Friday night, uh, made the trip down to uh, uh, Canada's Half Mile, down to uh, down to Delaware Speedway. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to work with a really great young kid, uh, Chase Pinsonow. Uh and uh man, that kid ran off his feet this weekend. He did it. There was only two classes and uh there was super stocks and late models and he ran both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh the poor bugger ended up in tech every time he could. <laughs> and uh so he, he was running from the tech shed to the to the pit road and jumping in the next car and racing it and taking it to the tech shed and running back to the other car and and uh uh man, he did a wonderful job, but uh P three in the late model and uh I had a little bit of difficulties in the super stock, got into mm-hmm. a wreck in the first one and uh and then the motor started laying down in the second one. But uh I think
1: everybody pretty yeah. well got into a wreck in, in that the first super one. stock. Yeah. yeah
3: yeah, but uh a really strong outing for them and, and uh yeah, it was cool to work with them. And then uh you know, came home. Uh it's a nice little three, three and a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Three hour mm-hmm. drive. Um, and then went to Flamborough last night. So I yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, got to uh, work with Josh Stoddy and, uh, and, and the guys in the uh, 17 car uh, getting ready for the APC race uh, coming up. Uh, next weekend, uh, there was a handful of APC guys. Uh, Steckley and, uh, of course, J.R. Fitzpatrick was there. And Did the 54
1: um, car show up? Yeah, Danny Benedict was yep, there. He was talking uh, about going.
3: Blair Wicked as well, uh, the 97 car. Now, I believe Blair runs Flamborough quite often, but uh, yeah, he was there. Um, he was an the APC run. guy as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it was it was great racing over there. Uh, Chenoweth as well. Uh, Chenoweth went to victory lane in the late model. And, yeah. And uh, as well, uh, Steckley collected the, the second one one but uh, uh good racing great racing all night the uh, vintage mods put on a good show the yep. the the four mangers did a great job um, and uh same with the uh, the four funds and um the super stocks four cars man yeah yeah a little Divi- thin difficult little deal thin. <laughs> and uh, had some conversations you know with some guys and uh the car counts are pretty thin everywhere on the super stock side yeah uh, difficult difficult time and and uh, uh you know i it, it, it's incredible, and that's going to be something that we talk about later on in the future. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely difficult to watch. Uh, uh you know, a little bit poopy to see.
1: Yeah, it is. We'll get into all that in just a bit. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. Stacked lineup. We're going to start it all off with uh, Corey. Corey McAllister, driver that's 71 for uh, two-speed and Caldicott, and He's got a whole pile on there, but we'll get to that. Uh, Corey is going to join us. Of course, he won at Full Throttle Motor Speedway. That's where I hung out last night. Had a whale of a time. Great, great time. And uh, Corey McAllister is going to join us right off the hop. Then we're going to go off to Canada's East Coast. We're going to check in with Brett Roy. Of course, the Super Late Model Series, the brand new one that was announced at the beginning of the year. They got one event in, tried to go green at Petty International Raceway this weekend, and Mother Nature said, whoa, boys, you're not going nowhere just yet. Uh, So they had to cancel. Uh, We'll get you up to date on everything from out there with Brett Roy. We'll also stay on the East Coast for a little bit longer. We'll catch up with uh, a a guy that's won the IWK 250. Multiple wins in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Uh, The number 67, Dylan Blancorn. Been kind of quiet. We haven't seen or heard anything from Dylan. You will tonight, live on Race Time. We'll come back into the province of Ontario after that and catch up with Hubbo Cowstack Lee. He had a whale of a weekend. Getting a victory Friday night at Delaware, Saturday night at Flamborough. And he's poised and ready to go for next Saturday night in the APC Series. We'll catch up with Kyle Steckley on the show. And then off to Canada's West Coast with the RS1 Cup Series and Challenge Series. Both went green yesterday out at Area 27 in BC. And it was Brian Weavers, driver of the 66 TD Wealth Financial Machine, he went to Victory Lane in the Challenge Series. Thought, man, we haven't had any of those guys on yet. Tonight's the night. Brian did it. He's going to join us on the show. We have that plus a pile of clips with feature winners at uh, Full Throttle Speedway. Uh, we got a ton coming at you tonight, everybody. So glad you could tune in. Let's get to the Zoom line, shall we? And we'll bring in the guy that went to Victory Lane in that Ontario Sportsman Series number 71 100 laps at Full Throttle. And this guy got it done. What's going on tonight there, Mr. Corey McAllister? Let me move my picture off your face here. And there we go. You look a whole lot better that way. How you doing, Corey?
4: Good, good, good. Joe. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing real good, man. I uh, spent a little bit of time with you yesterday in the pit area at Full Throttle. Yeah. Uh, the car looked good. It reacted well. And by all accounts, man, it did exactly what you wanted it to do. You ended up in victory lane, my friend.
4: Yeah, for sure. Uh, we didn't even practice a whole lot yesterday. We went out a couple times just to try a couple different things, and uh was happy with the car right off the trailer. We tested Thursday, uh, worked on it really hard. Uh, Brian Mack was down and gave us a hand, and uh, we wrenched on it hard, and, and I was really impressed with the car, even at lap 100 last night.
1: Yeah, that's the way to have it, right? It's got to be rewarding, fulfilling, all of the above uh, for you, the crew. I know the guys work awful hard on that car, and What a beautiful-looking race car, I might add. Uh, You've really outdone yourself this year with that car. Actually, both your cars look spectacular. But that 71 that you had there at Full Throttle last night, that's a pristine-looking machine. Even better when you can count on it to go when you hit the gas pedal and does everything you want it to do. It obviously did that last night.
4: For sure, yeah. It was really good. Um, Yeah, and thanks for the shout-out of the car. Uh, We try hard to make them look good, and... uh... Yeah, we've got a lot of compliments this year on
1: it. Yeah, when they show and go. That's what you uh, absolutely wanted to do. Corey, uh, looking at the times and the speeds, there was a lot of close competition there last night. Uh, Take us back through the race. Where did you fire off? Where did you start? And uh, when did it feel like, hey, I got the potential here. I'm going to win this bloody race.
4: Well, really, uh, you know, I kind of messed up in qualifying. We just didn't have enough heat in the tires yet. Uh, We missed... uh, we missed the pole by three thousandths. We so started outside pole. Um, knew we were going to have a good car. Kind of fell back right off the start. Was working up through. We took the lead, I think, I'm not sure, around the lap 15. And and we had it to lap 45, and we actually end up in the infield. And that's when I was really wondering if we were going to get it back or not. Uh, went to the back and uh, worked our way through. And, uh, yeah, the car was just working great.
3: Corey, uh, obviously, you've been a long-time competitor now in the uh, in the super stock realm. You've been, uh, you know, before the super stock portion, you, you spent a long time in the mini stocks. Uh, you've traveled around. You've raced at basically every track in Ontario, uh, if not every track in Ontario. I think you've been... Um, uh, but longer races, um, Superstocks, kind of the longest race I can really remember in Superstocks is 75 laps. Um, is this the longest race you've you've, you've competed in? And, and if so, what did it feel like to run those extra distance or that extra distance uh, in the OSS car?
4: Well, uh, it, it was definitely a big game changer at the start. We were just trying to pace the field. We got up front, and we had a plan. We just wanted to pace the field. I'd never ran 100 laps before. I just wanted to keep the tires on the car. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you one thing. At a lap 60, I wish I would have had a water jug in the car. But, uh, (laughs) you know, it was uh, was good. It was a change. Uh, It was a workout. For sure, but uh, we were able to keep the tires under the car, and I was really thankful when Scotty came across the radio and said, "All right, twenty to go, let's go."
3: <laughs> Scotty said that Tuesday. He goes Tuesday. I bet. I bet Corey's designing a water bottle for two speed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's important, right, Corey? Not. Not enough is said. Really, uh, for guys like you that get in a race car, uh, you're, you're going out doing battle, uh, and you get into those, uh, you know, distance races that you may not be used to. But in the summertime, and it wasn't really too bad last night at Full no. Throttle Speedway, but, man, we get into July and August. You know, it gets rocket hot in those cars. You have to be hydrated all day. And I know, I can remember, actually, you going over and hitting a Gatorade. I believe it was about an hour before you went out and qualified. And I, I actually thought to myself, didn't say anything, not good for you, Corey. Hydrate. you got to do that. It's very important.
4: Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, pretty amazing. Good race, uh, good competitors. I know McGlynn was quick. Uh, He would have been right there. Uh, You know, uh, 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 Connor James, the four car, another guy that was real quick. And Kevin Trevlin, of course, took the poll for the day. I got a quick clip with with Kevin that we're going to roll in just a bit. But, uh, yeah, he had a good fast car, good competition, and that's what it's all about.
4: Yeah, actually, and, um, you know, that's my first full race with uh, with the OSS series. Um, you know, the two races I'd been a part of before were rain-shortened, and then, uh, you know, at Delaware, we blew up on lap nine. So, uh, no, really good group of guys right from the top, the management, all the way down. Uh, I really enjoyed the series. Uh, it seemed a good, clean race, and even uh, when I went in the infield, Sean Mangin's not a guy to go out and dump you, and I knew that. It, it was frustrating at first, but... You know, I had to stop their campsite before we left the track class, and we had a few laughs. And it's just a, it's a good group of guys, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm really liking this series, to be honest.
3: And three one thousandths of a second, yeah, oh, is, man. is the pole. Like right. when you talk, when you talk close competition, you know the OSS has got it going on. When, when the, the, the pole distance, uh, you know, from first to second is three one thousandths. That's huge. Oh, like that's, yeah. that's, uh, you know, it shows that there's a, a, a close competitive rule book. Number one, it shows that there's that there's teams that are willing to to go you know do anything that it takes to win and yep. and it also proves that uh, that there's a bunch of guys that that can win um so it's uh, it's definitely cool to see on on the short track side of things uh and uh you know when you look at the car count solid car count uh, and uh, when I was pulling in, you know, I made the trip from Flamborough. I was, I was kind of following along on race monitor on right. uh, the way back. But when I was pulling in, uh, man, the, it looked like there was a lot of people leaving. You oh, know, yeah. Like, like yeah, the races yeah. were just finishing up. Uh, but, uh, man, there was a ton of people um, leaving full throttle. So I imagine the crowd was uh, was, was definitely there to, to support the OSS as
5: it well. It
1: was. And it was great to see. Paul Sherpanier has been working his butt off. And, Corey, you can attest to this. You... Uh, race started racing really at uh, varney didn't you like or around there you ran a lot of shows there
4: yeah that's where i started my mini stock career was full throttle we ran there uh 2017 2018 2019 then went up to Sauble and then uh COVID, i guess and then we've been at sunset uh ever since but uh, yeah it was sure nice to get back and to see all of our local marketing partners and uh you know 90 percent of our sponsors were in attendance yesterday it was pretty damn cool and uh that was the whole reason I wanted to go OSS Race. I wanted to get back to Full Throttle. I wanted to get back to Sauble and the local area where we got a lot of support around here.
1: Yeah, and good on you. You gave them all something yeah. to cheer about, I can guarantee you. Uh, Sunset Speedway is up next for OSS. How about you? You've got your Superstock. You've you got the OSS car. You're going to be a busy cat, but what's your next race?
4: Uh, We're actually off this coming weekend, uh, which is a change, and then we head to sunset with the OSS, and then we're into a really busy schedule with the Superstock. Uh, Big shout out to Rick Spencer, Walt, my dad. uh, They took the Superstock down on uh, this past Saturday as well, the sunset, and uh, yeah, got second in the feature, one a heat, second in another heat. Kept all the panels on the car, so that's pretty damn cool, too.
1: You want to believe it. Uh, sounds like your junior late model over at Sunset Speedway did pretty good, too, right? They got him back out and running. Uh, sounds like it was a busy night all the way around for two-speed.
4: Yeah, no, and uh, Sean the two-speed, another two-speed car, found uh, victory lane down at Flamborough. So, hey, if we can keep weekends rolling like that, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, it sure is. Corey, this has been great catching up with you tonight. The uh, sponsorship on that race car. I know I've seen Caldecott on there. I've seen Two Speed, but there was some others too. Who else you got?
4: Uh, Strike Energy Systems out of Durham here, uh, great insulation contractor. Epic Racewear, uh, Coming Clean Laundry and Uniform, uh, Dave's Auto Body, Elevated Workplace Safety, uh, Nickel Insurance, um, Image wraps, Ilium Industries, uh, West Gray Auto Parts, Two Speed Motorsports, uh, Caldecott Millwrights, and CM Precision.
1: Well, you did them all proud. I can guarantee you that. And now look at you, you set the bar, your own bar. You set it at a win. Now you got to keep it up, bud.
4: Well, you know, we started the season with three broken engines, so we can keep good (laughs) momentum. I'll take that momentum instead of bad momentum. So, uh, we're going to keep digging. We're going back testing it already again this week. And, uh, yeah, just because we have an off weekend doesn't mean we won't be working.
1: I guarantee it. No couch time for you. I, I, I can almost guarantee that. Corey, thanks so much for the time tonight. Great show, buddy. Great show. Right on. Thanks a lot, guys. You betcha. Corey McAllister, driver of the 71. Uh, they don't make him much better than Corey, I can tell you that. But there was a lot of close competition there last night. Uh, always great to see. And, uh, you know, when when things all fire off like that, that's exactly what you want, Junior. You want things to go boom, boom, boom. And they had it there last night. Not a lot of tore-up race cars. Oh, we got to put it out to Tim Tolton, too. The three, he had a great night going. Huh. Bad luck hit him again, but uh, he had another good night going.
3: Yeah, definitely. And, uh, uh, you know, there was there was uh, kind of everything that you'd want from a 100-lap, you know, stock car race at a short track. Um, you know, I've seen cars getting loaded on the trailer with no body panels. I've seen, uh, you know, clean cars getting loaded onto the trailer. And i also seen, uh, you know, a, a big celebration of victory lane. So it's uh, it's kind of, you know, a mixture of everything that you want to see. And, and uh, man, I tell you what, the track, I hadn't been to Varney. I hadn't been to the racetrack and Mm, Man, I'm going to say five years. And the amount of new pavement around, the the way that the wall is painted, uh, the way that the grandstands looked and and the, the pit area concession booth and tech shed over there. Um, man, everything looked gleaming, and and you got to take your hat off to Paul Trepanier and those guys for for all that they did, and and uh, I'm still impressed with Corey rhyming off all those sponsors without taking a breath. He nailed them. Do him. you think he's got them written down? No, nope. n- no. You nope. think he remembered every one of them?
1: He wasn't
3: reading that at all. No, he, he wasn't. He had it. Yeah, he show. had it right off the right off the tip of his tongue.
1: Last uh, point of business for the OSS. We got a quick word with the pole sitter, God Kevin Trevlin in the 19 car. Here he is. At the pole Sitter now for the OSS, the Ontario Sportsman Series here at Full Throttle Motor Speedway for 100 laps, second race of the year. The 19 car, Kevin Trentlin goes and gets the pole. Kev, how are you? I'm doing well. It was kind of a surprise.
6: Uh, it didn't really feel that good in qualifying nor practice. We struggled a little bit. Um, very surprised, very surprised. Um, I don't know what to say. I mean, just what's one of those things right you know when it feels slow it's fast and
1: it was just that so well you got experience at this racetrack uh what's the thoughts heading into the hundred here tonight uh well, let's keep the brakes and the fenders
6: in one condition you know and in, in good shape and uh just come home and it's a long race it's a really tight corners out there and we'll just, we're gonna see how
1: it goes first. Out of trouble you want to believe it. Brand new season. Did you race race number one? And how did it go for you? Uh, well, the rain. Well, I think that kind of messed up a lot of
6: people. It really threw me a little bit of a curveball. We had some issues with the car. Just some small, minor things it didn't feel kind of the same as last year. And we got it figured out. And obviously, it's uh, working good
1: today. Oh, it's working perfect. Uh, speaking of good shape, this car looks amazing. You got lots of decals on here.
6: Top level, they're uh, pole barn builders. They're excellent people to deal with. We have uh, Shock Pros, ATV accessories, um, Carrie Morrison Realty. She's very good. If you need your house sold or whatever, that's that's the person to call. We have uh, West Belanger Long Haul Trucking, Families First, Funeral Services. That's kind of a weird one. I know everybody kind of gets me on that one, but they've helped us out with some printing and things like that. A lot of people to thank behind the scenes. This, this you know, I kind of don't do this all by myself even though it kind of looks sometimes like I do but it's a lot of effort with a lot of people and I want to thank everybody involved that helps me get through the season.
1: Full season for you this year you're gonna go and do every race or are you gonna pick and choose?
6: We're here full season with this car. Um, actually my girlfriend Laura Othier we're, we have her in the number 30 for the Delaware events. Um, I'm trying if so we can get a little bit more funding we're gonna run more. Oh, uh, we have a super sock for Delaware on Friday night it's not it's an okay car we're doing the best we can with that and uh, there are some things in the works to add another OSS car
1: hey go be busy bud a and that's busy good summer
6: a lot, plus I do a lot of I help a lot of guys out at the dirt a lot of thunderstocks out at uh, Southern Ontario's motor Speedway so definitely a busy summer I kind of enjoy the summer I love the summer and all the racing that comes with it uh, you do
1: a good job too Good luck in the hundred hopefully we're talking at the end. Thank you, sir. Yes, me too. That would be great. And that was Kevin Trevlin. Does a great job behind the wheel. Watch. He has got the potential to win himself some races this year. We're going to hit our first break. When we come back off to the East Coast, we go. We'll talk Speedway 660, Super Late Model Series, and all the above with Brett Roy uh, right on the other side of this break. Stay with us.
2: Hey, race fans, this is Larry Barrio, and you're listening to Race Time Radio on Serious XM on Channel 127. Canada.
0: From coast to coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks.
2: Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory Lane smile at DawsonDental.ca.
1: It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire starters have fueled the sport on and off the track. Making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter. When you
7: think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. Woo! The races. The Daytona 500 win. Good job. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows.
8: We'd love for you guys
4: to participate as well. The
7: unprecedented access.
1: Well, I'm here at the Red Carpet with the fans.
7: Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chat
1: did a video game move.
7: Also streaming on the SXM app.
1: I think they're happy down here. The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend with the IWK 250 tailgate parties on Thursday night, then Friday night. It's the Auto World Sportsman Series, Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250, featuring the stars of the East Coast International, Pro Stock Tour, and teams from across Canada and the U.S. Goal, For tickets and camping info, get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live at Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250, presented by Steve Lewis. <laughs>
2: Napa Auto Parts stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa Know-How.
1: AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology.
7: Nothing connects like country music. Country music. country music. Dig in to Sirius XM's country universe. The next generation on the highway, Channel 56. I need you. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country Channel 61. I ain't ready. Or 80s and 90s Prime Country on Channel 58. Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans.
0: Taking you all the way to the track and back.
1: It's Race Time Radio. And just like that, we are back with you all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. Uh, and let's get back to the Zoom line, shall we? And we'll bring in Mr. Brent Roy. What's going on there tonight there, big guy? How are you? Hey, guys. We're just uh,
10: dodging some uh, some showers that was much need- needed in the region. Um, you won't hear racers say that very often, but <clears throat> between New Brunswick and Nova Scotia and the wildfires going on, A lot of people were happy to see some rain. I will say that.
1: Man, it's crazy, crazy. We get fires, right? In northern Ontario, of course, BC plagued with them last year. Every year you get, you know, forest fires. They happen. But I'll tell you what, I can't remember the last time that it hit that hard on Canada's east coast. You guys are getting walloped. Are they under control now, Brent?
10: Yeah, to the best of my knowledge, everything's you know under control. Um, You know, we got we got some rain in the region here now, and I don't think anybody on the east coast rained or uh, raced here this past weekend. Uh, And I'm not just talking Canada; I think the entire east coast was rained out. Which, again. You know, we needed the rain and it was, it was okay, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things. You know, there, there was some loss in Nova Scotia. There was some, uh, some families with some losses and stuff mm-hmm. to the extent I don't know. So hopefully everything, uh, you know, as good as it can be. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the rain was definitely, uh, the racers didn't want to see it, but I know a lot of people really were happy to see it.
1: Now, you know, I can't believe, normally, here in Ontario, whatever we got for weather, you within two, three days, something like that, boom, you guys got it on the East Coast. So sometimes, we'll be getting plagued with rain here, and I'll go, oh, no, the weekend's coming, those guys are going to get nailed. We have had a stretch of really, really good weather, Touchwood. And, uh, you know, uh, I kind of figured... Everybody would be in good shape out there on the East Coast, but not so. Uh, Donald Chisholm at Riverside, they had their monster truck open this weekend. And uh, lo and behold, I, I don't think I've ever seen it where it's only eight degrees and raining uh, on the East Coast like it is now for June. That's unheard of. Uh, they, everybody got soaked out there. Good thing, like you say, for one reason, bad in another.
10: Absolutely, yeah. It was It was a pretty shock to the system on, I think... Thursday it was 35 degrees and humid and hot and you wake up Thursday or Friday morning and it was like 6. Yeah. It was it was a wild swing. So, you know, like I said it was it was needed but uh, you know, we we got rained out with the second super late model race which sucked. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that's okay. Cause we're just going to, uh, move that right down the calendar and move ahead to, uh, oyster bed here in a couple weeks. That's pretty, right.
1: You go July, right? That's where you moved it to. I can remember seeing it on the release July something. I can't remember the date, right. but you will.
10: Yeah. The, uh, so we moved the petty date from, uh, it was June 3rd and I kept mixing that up to yeah. July 8th. So we're now July 8th at Petty International Raceway, and that's, uh, for them, that was going to be a Saturday only, uh, show. So Mm -hmm. that's actually moved to two days, Saturday and Sunday, but we're racing Saturday night with the Super Late Model Series there. So, uh, it's going to be, uh, going to be a good weekend for everybody all involved. And, uh, but like I said, we, we got another stop to do before Mm -hmm. we get there.
1: Yeah, you do. How are things shaping up? I know they look good. I've been following along, Uh, of course, getting the winners on. We had Ryan Messer on, and uh, he's been doing great. He's been uh, really lighting the lamp this year. He's won a couple of races now. How are things looking for not only the series, how are things uh, coming along at Speedway 660? Because I know you got your finger on the pulse there, too.
10: Yeah. um, So on the super late model side of things, things have been awesome. Uh, You know, the... the, um After race one, um, I had a lot of people reach out to me and say, you know, congratulations, great job, all this stuff. And I said, uh, you know, thanks a lot. A big team effort. Everybody did awesome. We had a lot of things that really didn't go great on the back end of things. And unless I told you, you'd you'd never know. So there's there's still, you know, for me, the event altogether, weather aside, was probably a 7 out of 10. So we were satisfied, and I was satisfied. Everybody, you know, I I will say that for the majority, everybody involved was very satisfied, but I'm, I'm picky when it comes (laughs) to stuff. So, um, you know, there, there's still some room to grow, which is, which is good. And our media team, you know, it was day one, a couple of them, it was the first time meeting each other after a whole winter of like working together and stuff virtually. Mm -hmm. And they just knocked it out of the park, you know, on, on ground at the, at the, uh, at the track. So that was great. Um, You know, we're, we're definitely looking forward to Oyster Bed here in, in two weeks over on PEI. It's been a while since I've been over to the track, um, to watch anything. Um, I only raced there once myself in a sportsman event. So it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to bring, uh, bring our stuff and go over there and put on a wild show for everybody, uh, everybody in PEI. Cause it's, uh, I have a lot of people that said if anything, if the race is anything like it was on day one, then they're already booking their hotels and they're going to PEI to, to watch it, and to me, that is the true measure of success for your fans to want to do that mm-hmm. and go to a track they've never been to. That that tells me that you're doing something right,
1: and you're getting good participation uh, from the guys on the island, right? PEI's always been a hotbed of uh, super late model sportsman drivers, uh, they do a good job at Oyster Bed Speedway. And to see names like Greg Proud, and uh, you know, Darren McKinnon, and uh, Chris Hughes, and oh, the list is long from out there. All a bunch of good guys, hard-nosed competitors, and it's kind of cool when you get the New Brunswick, the Halifax guys, or the Nova Scotia, all those guys. Mix them up, put them on the island, see who comes out on top. It's going to be wild.
10: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, a a challenge for us has been, you know, getting the New Brunswick cars over there. You know, the PEI guys are fairly used to traveling, but Mm -hmm. getting the New Brunswick cars over there and committed to going over there, and we're doing a good job at that. Um, You know, obviously, it's not race day yet, but... A lot of guys are committed to going over there for the first time. You know, Ryan Messer mentioned he's never, never darkened the door ever. And he's going over there for twice this year to compete at, uh, you know, arguably the highest level that you can. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to see, you know, how those guys, uh, cope with that track. Cause it's, it's very unique. It yeah. turns one and two are banked kind of like, uh, 660, not a whole lot, but, the the very unique part is turn two levels off as you exit so you don't get drive off the corner so the outside usually goes away and uh or drives away from the inside guy and then turns three and four are banked like riverside just a little bit tighter uh, of an apex so it's it's going to be interesting to see how uh how some of the guys from over here fare over there um and how those pei guys really uh defend their home home turf and and whatnot
1: yeah, it's going to be wild. Junior, that would be one that if we could jump aboard a plane and go hit, that would be a good one to go hit.
3: Yeah, I've I really wanted to see that racetrack. And, and uh, um, man, <laughs> it, it's crazy for me because I, I've only ever seen uh, Scotia Speed World and, and Riverside, you know, in person. Um, it sounds like, you know... I I wanna see all of them out there. Yeah. Um I wanna see six sixty. I, I really wanna see Patty. I really wanna see uh Oyster Bed. Um it's uh it's really interesting, you know, uh the, the all the racetracks are so different out there. They are, you know, when you look at and that's a real variety. It is, it is, yeah, and and you know, not to say that the tracks aren't different here in Ontario because they are, mm-hmm. but I would hold them all kind of in the same category. You know, yeah. they're they're two drag strips and and a and and, and two turns. Yep, paper clips. Um, yep. And and out there, it seems like they're a lot more of a of a, a you know kind of a. Uh, an arc right <laughs> like it's are well, arc straightaways
1: like at um, peterborough when i look at peterborough speedway and the way that you race it yep. down the back stretch you're turning pretty well all the time from yep. what i could see at 660 i brent do you turn or do you uh go straight very often at 660 because it looks like the guys are constantly either in banking or in turn mode
10: yeah, it, that's a good point. So, you know, a lot of guys claim 660 is a circle. Now, that's my home track. And I say, no, it's not a circle. But I grew up there, so it's a little different. Right. You know, I, I consider a perfect circle to be Oxford. You know, that's that's the yeah. extreme. That's a flat, you know, Maine's fastest parking lot. Quite right. literally, if you go too far, it goes. the banking goes the other way. That's, yep. that's the extreme. Um, at 660, yeah, you're turning for the most part. You do have the straightaway. But enough that, like you said, you kind of arc out. There, There is a transition to the flat kind of fourth groove. You kind of put half the car out there and then come back in to make the next corner. So it's, um, you know, to me, there's a straightaway. To guys from PEI, you know, I had a couple guys like Tro- Troy Burke who'd never been there before. And Allison McKinnon had never been there before. They're like, man, you're just constantly on the wheel here. You don't get a break. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? You get a break between turns two and three and you get a break between turn four and one. Yeah. <laughs> There's your break.
1: There's your break. So they,
10: you know, it's uh, it was very unique, but man, those those guys handled it very, very well. Some some guys were there for the first time ever and like you, Troy Burks at fastest time in first practice. You'd never know. He yeah. was never there before and uh, you know had a great race.
1: Well, you guys are doing a great job in keeping everybody up to date on all the happenings. Do you have a pre-entry list now for PEI? Do you know who's going to be coming to the race?
10: Um, we're working on that currently. Uh, we had one for Petty, and we were at, I think, 28 confirmed entries as of you know the day before the rain started to come and whatnot. So, um, you know, car counts have been really good for this series. It's uh, all the guys have supported it really good. Um, we're working on some fun stuff for, uh, for PEI. Um, the, uh, my media guys always make fun of me for doing this because they say, yeah. we're going to release something. And then I just tell you guys anyway, so I'm going to do that again. Good. Um, I had, I had a phone call here last week and, uh, Nick, Nick's towing in Charlottetown has stepped up to offer the pole challenge award and PEI. So, uh, basically the same thing as, um, as the, um, Sackville service center did for the Petty Raceway that we announced. Yeah. And within the top ten, if you qualify within the top ten, you have the option of you know obviously we go to the first car first. Yep. Um, if you take the pole challenge, you go to the back, but you instantly get five hundred dollars.
1: Oh, cool. And if, you,
10: and if you come through the field and finish in the top three, you get another five hundred dollars. So it's a it's going to be a unique thing. I, I'm very curious to see if anybody takes that at Oyster Bed because that place is tough to pass. It is very tough to pass. sixty's yeah. got two raceable grooves petty is is much the same way not not quite to the extent i don't think but it's still too you know it's tight so it's a little harder to pass um but pei is is fairly hard to pass so that'll be interesting to see if anybody takes the next towing uh, pole challenge there um on top of the slew of other contingencies that we have you know i I, thank god for the guys in timing and scoring my right hand man steve he keeps all that stuff straight because i like it it's there's too many of them for me to keep track, and he has got her all under control.
1: And the officials too, right? When you get onto a track like uh, that, that you know, PEI is it's a tight track. Uh, the the preferred groove is on the bottom, and a lot of passing is going to be coming off the bottom. No, nope. no, nope. you're saying well, to the high side.
10: It's on the top. Yeah, PEI okay. is a unique place. Everybody runs the top, so it's. Um, and again, I haven't been there for a while, so it might have changed. But it's uh, it's a tough place that you got to kind of hang tough on the bottom if you're if you're there so you know our choose cone rule is going to be very interesting when we go there um and you know rewinding back to race one on our passing points for the heat race you know that really looking at um uh denver our media guy is a real stats guy yeah he he does it and he had it done within like three minutes of the last heat being done and so what he did also because we had the rain out between the two events he showed me what it was and what it would have been with a you Know a traditional, we'll call it open race uh, system, right? And it was two completely different fields. It Isn't was that. incredible to see the total difference of it. So That's it's, cool. uh, it's gonna be interesting cool. to see how that inv- evolves moving forward. And um, I, I said to a lot of people, I don't think that the racing, the heat racing was affected in race one a whole lot by the passing point system, right? But I think it really will be now that everybody saw the significance of passing one car,
1: right? Right. It
10: made a difference of like tenth to twentieth. Wow, so it's, it's a big deal.
1: Yeah, it, and it's gonna it adds another level, right? Not only of competition, but for race fans, look out! There's more. Uh, there's more to watch. Those heat races are going to mean a lot. Just a quick question on that, Brent. So, uh, do they draw for their heat
3: position when they get in the gate um, uh, for like for the next race? How does that work?
10: Yeah. So great question. What we do for the heat race, uh, positions is we, uh, we take all of our entries on the ground that day and we just randomize it and in, in a list. Okay. Um, so I go through and uh, put them all in a spreadsheet and I randomize it like three or four times and then that's your order. Um, so then it, it'll rejig the list and then we take, you know, your top four, we'll go to pole on heat one, heat two, heat three, heat four. And then, you know, fifth to six will be P2 on two, each individual two, two. sort of thing. So, that's how we do it. Um, and the reason I did it that way is in the past, we've spent the 10 minutes going through, you know, in the tech shed, drawing the, drawing the numbers. Right. And I said, look, it, it's 2023. We don't need to be doing that anymore. <laughs> as long as everybody's on the list and we can randomize it and it's a computer and whatever. Yeah. I'm good.
1: Yeah. And everybody's good with
10: it. And uh, so it, it worked out quite well. So the only the only lineup thing is uh, now Mr. Ryan Messer cannot start any better than 50% for uh, round two.
1: Right, so, right. Uh,
10: it'll be uh, an interesting, uh, interesting thing to see.
1: Well, it's all going to be interesting. I know we all look forward to that next race. <laughs> uh, we got to thank you for your time tonight and uh, look forward to seeing how everything goes. Hang on a sec Dill. We're going to get to you in a minute. I, get, I need Brett back up there.
5: <laughs> there we go. There, there you is. go we <laughs> got you back yeah. bud. Uh, no but uh but
1: it's uh it's going to be exciting and uh, you guys are going to have a blast out there in pei we'll be watching along you can follow on twitter uh, facebook all the uh different social media you guys got it all hooked up
10: yeah for sure the guys have done a phenomenal job on the social media side of it um i think it was uh, tuesday or wednesday we uploaded the full race from uh, race one to our youtube channel and shared that we'll be doing that at every single event Uh, The only slight change is we're going to have a highlight reel opened up for the uh, day after. So we kind of missed the boat on that. And like I said, those tweaks moving forward to make it better as we go, we plan on doing that.
1: Wow. It's going to be awesome. You're doing a great job, you and the whole staff. Keep her going there, bud. We'll check in with you again here real soon.
10: For sure. Appreciate you guys having me on. You guys stay safe and we'll... uh... We'll see you later.
1: You want to believe it? That is Brent Roy, uh, always uh, hooked up with Speedway 660 and, of course, the Super Late Model Series out on Canada's East Coast. Going to be dynamite seeing how everything all shakes out. They're heading for PEI next. We're going to hit this quick break. When we come back, Dylan Blankhorn's going to join us, and we're going to find out what Dillmeister's got for a plan for 2023. We'll do that next here, live on Race Time. Stay with us. Hey race fans, this
3: is Jay Doer, 2010 Sportsman Series Cup champion. Can we read it up? Yep, yep. Hello race fans, this is Jay Doer, 2010 Lucas Oil Sportsman Cup champion, and you're listening to Race Time Radio.
9: I want to
2: with you.
0: From coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. to Canada Talks.
1: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to Tire canadiantiremotorsportpark.com. The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend with the IWK 250 tailgate parties on Thursday night, then Friday night. It's the Auto World Sportsman Series, Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. For tickets and camping info, get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live at Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis.
10: Hey, everyone. This is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM.
11: Each episode, we go
12: inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks
11: for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout.
12: Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever
2: you get your podcasts.
11: Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home, from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order.
1: Tonight's race time radio is fueled by... EP race fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology it's time to get back to the racetracks for over 30 years quick quick fire starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one two three there's no need for kindling or paper just pop your quick quick fire starter in the pit add your wood and presto you're a pro Quickwick Firestarters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quickwick Firestarters, the world's best fire starter.
11: If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, babies, little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home great, away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. I'm ready to fly! Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio all of tom's music influences
7: collaborations this is tom petty here on the very treasure show
11: heartbreakers hosted shows check
2: out my show the breakdown with mike campbell and more breakdown, it's right. tom petty radio channel 31 it's all right. and
11: in the sxm app included with all trials and popular plans did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just to tap, tap away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when
0: you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe.
1: And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. I have been just itching to get this next guest. Uh, We haven't talked to him, I'm going to say, since last fall. uh, But we are got him now. Let's welcome in... Auto World's Dylan Blankhorn. What's going on tonight there, 67? How are you?
13: Not a whole lot, Joe. Thanks uh, Thanks for giving me the message and having me on tonight.
1: Yeah, you bet. Man, it's been a long time since we connected. I thought, man, we got to check in with you and find yeah, out. The-
13: I, I always know uh, the season's getting close for, for me when you send me a message on Facebook uh, <laughs> to uh, get on the show.
1: Yeah, how are things coming along? I haven't seen your name on entry blanks just yet. Uh, I know they can't be far away, though. What's happening?
13: we uh, work gets in the way. Um, <laughs> you know, we're we're always busy. Auto world obviously takes up a, a lot of my time, and and then uh, we do some real estate uh, on the side when when we're not at the dealership. So. It just—it it feels like honestly, I just hung up the helmet last year, and then you, you snap your fingers, and it's—it's it's May, and of course I didn't. Uh, this is embarrassing to say, but the car is still sitting in the same spot it was, the last race in Halifax, with the motor still out of it when they dynoed it. It's—it's uh, it's not even the thing yet, so yeah, we—we uh, we got a duster off, and uh, we—I we swept the floor a few times in the shop, but. Uh, <laughs> It's just, uh, seems like every time we get a few, uh, an extra minute to, to kind of relax, something, something comes up. And just like I said, life gets in the way. But, uh, racing, uh, unfortunately, I didn't make, uh, racing isn't my living. So I yeah. gotta do, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I you... had to grow up and, uh, didn't, didn't, didn't make it big time. So, so uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta work uh, every, uh, you know, few days a week anyway
1: well that's right (laughs) you gotta have your priorities straight and dylan you've got them straight the good part is when you do get prepared and head for racetrack you're going to be there competitive it's not going to be no half ass deal so to speak you're going to come out at full tilt like you always do and that's the cool part that's what fans expect too when they see the 67 they know you're coming to win
13: well that's the thing too joe right like we don't I don't like to half-ass it, and uh, as, as you know, and a lot of the viewers know, to, to show up and be competitive at one of these deals, you can't. Uh, you don't. You can't show up to the shop on Thursday, put the thing in the trailer, and, and show up race day and be competitive. Uh, these wow. guys, they do their homework and they spend all winter trying to get uh, faster as they should. And we sometimes we have a late start, but you know it's not uh, it's not a lack of effort when we when we decide to go to a race. I, yeah, you know, we like to feel like we're we're gonna show up and win, and and to do that, you gotta you gotta put in the put in the work, and you gotta have the good people around you, and uh, you gotta get that Van Dorn race car up to par, and it uh, it definitely helped me out quite a bit. So it 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 doesn't take a whole lot. I just gotta focus on the driving part of it, and uh, but like I said, yeah, the driving when you sit and eat potato chips all winter, <laughs> it. Uh, it takes a toll on you too. So that first that first race is, is a shock. Unfortunately, we're not going to be there in the Pro Stock next weekend, but but uh, we're going to uh, show up in the sportsman car, get our feet wet, and uh, take it from there.
3: We'll see. Sunset Speedway's got that uh, that problem covered. Oh, did it? Yeah. So it's you know you you mentioned sitting eating potato chips. Right. They have this thing called a walking taco.
1: A walking taco.
3: Walking taco have you ever heard of that before? Have you heard of that before?
13: I've never heard of that. I heard of Taco Bell. It's right across All the All right, door yeah, door. yeah. So
3: <laughs> so Sunset Speedway's got a walk and taco. You get a bag of Doritos. Yeah. And there's a little cup of uh of uh, you know, the 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 dip, the, the dip, sauce, the, yeah. the, uh, the 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 nacho dip. Yeah. But it folds out nice and it's it's a walk taco. So you Really? Can, yep. And uh, they they market that. They market the hell out of them. You should see how many people are walking around with a bag of Doritos in their hand. How many did you have? I don't know.
1: A couple. Well yeah. I can imagine.
3: You got to sample the you got to sample it when it's new, right? That's
1: good. That's the way to do it.
3: <laughs> Dylan uh looking forward to uh, obviously getting back out there and and uh and, and you know, like you said, knocking the rust off. Um when you when you look at uh you know what you've seen so far, have you have you seen much uh of the industry, you know, uh you know or or do you just prefer to show up green and and get after it?
13: Uh, I mean, I I'd lie if I, if I didn't if I told you I didn't stay up to date um, from afar, of course. Because yep. it's tough, you know. If 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 I'm gonna sit down and watch the race, I might as well be there racing racing. Right. So it is tough to to watch because um, you know I want to be there. Yep. But um, I mean, as far as what I see, it's kind of I don't know. It just seems like the boys are. Stepped at their game a, a little bit and uh, going to have to, uh, I almost thought about going to the gym today and running running a little bit in the treadmill, but I didn't get there. But uh, but yeah, no, know, like we, we always, we, it, it feels like, I felt like at River, our Riverside deal is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we struggled a little bit at Halifax the last few years. Yeah. I, I feel like we, I like, I'm a big testing guy. We tested last year at Halifax. I feel like we made a few good changes to the race car that were that were good on uh, high banked race tracks. i I didn't get to go to Petty last year, mm-hmm. so uh, I'm excited to go there this year. I feel like the adjustments we made last year is yeah. uh, is really going to help the car with Petty. We just got to get a little bit better in them flat tracks. Um, I don't know. I got to call Butch up in Michigan and. Uh, we got we talked over the winter a little bit. We got a few ideas we're gonna we're gonna try and and uh, hopefully get that package better. But but like I said, if you don't make, if you don't get better, the other guys got better over over the winter. So right. So uh,
1: yeah, you can you go know. from first or second to fifth or seventh real fast if you're not uh, staying uh, on uh, top if, of the game.
13: You can do that, and if I if if you if you're off just a little bit, or if your tires. If a tire shrinks or or grows a quarter inch, that's to us anyway. I don't know what the other. I'm not speaking for anyone else, but right. um, that's that's from us either winning the race or coming forth. Unfortunately, it's it's it's, it's that tight right now. Oh
1: yeah, the line is right there with Dylan Blankhorn. Uh, he is going to be behind the wheel uh, next weekend. Dylan, you're going to be uh, in the sportsman car. Is that the plan next weekend? Yeah. So. Uh,
13: where was it? I think I was, at, I was at the banquet at the, uh, at the sportsman banquet last year. Um, we just got talking, uh, I got talking to Jerry and, um, and his wife and we were just kind of shooting the shit a little bit, uh, a few, probably a few drinks after a few drinks. And, uh, he said, uh, well, I got a sportsman car. I said, well, you know, when, when you can show up to a race, I like, I like bringing my helmet and showing up to the racetrack. And I didn't really know him a whole lot. I knew I talked to Brad a little bit. I knew Brad uh, drove the car and uh, and a few other guys I talked to and I guess he is a pretty nice race car and oh yeah, and uh, he he used to race I know he's gonna you know, not like when I say this, but he's he used to race with my he used to race against my father when he raced yeah. when at riverside so yeah, so anyway we, we put a deal together and I went and tested the car and I went up to his place and we worked on it for a day and it's uh it's a, it's a pretty neat deal just going to help them out our plan is just to run uh we're going to try to get to halifax a few races maybe uh, riverside we're going to try to run all the riverside races um and i tell you what that what a good group of people it's uh i like i said i didn't know them from a hole in the ground and you know just just from walking past each other at the racetrack but right jerry is jerry and is one smart guy you tell him you tell him to go build something there and man, he he's he's a very talented mechanic, and a good good group of people. He has a lot of good guys helping him too. So it was a blast at the racetrack, and and I like it. They take it serious. They don't they don't show up to run second, and I, and I like right. that about them. Um, you know, we don't show up to run second either. So no. I think it's gonna might be a good combination, and we're just gonna have some fun. And it's not. Uh, that Sportsman Series, it's it's pretty stacked.
1: Oh, it is. We've only got a couple Probably. minutes here before i got to throw it back to Toronto. But i got to ask you, is it going to have a 67? Or is it going to just be the uh, number six on the door? Oh,
13: it, it worked out good. I think he's he's always been six. So I think, I don't know if we were allowed to put, uh, I don't know. I think there's already a 67 in the series. So I think there's going to be a six on it. But there's going to be a little, little seven um, behind it. So.
1: Oh yeah, well you cool. got to keep your we'll number, right? Oh, yeah. Anyway,
13: long story short, we're uh, we're going to take that uh, next weekend, and we're going to try to get out on the racetrack uh, this week just to knock the rust off me a little bit, and uh, we're going to show up and and have a good time, and and. Uh, you never know. Hopefully put a good show on.
1: Yeah. Well, I guarantee you will. You're going to get in there, have a lot of fun. And then you'll be back to searching for time to get the 67 pro stock done. So that you'll have that to play with as well. But, uh, I can tell you the winner in all of this is going to be the race fans. When they get you back out on the racetrack, it's going to be a lot of fun.
13: Well, Joe, that's the plan. Let's, uh, hopefully put a good show on for the fans and a uh, little less drama, hopefully this year. <laughs> and, uh, hopefully bring home some checker flags.
1: Well, you're going to, I can guarantee it. Dylan, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. I know we look forward to it, and uh, good good job with Auto World and everything that you do in the sport out in eastern Canada. I know everybody, thanks for, for all the support that you do, uh, and look forward to seeing you back behind the wheel, man.
13: Well, I appreciate it, and uh, I look forward to being back at the racetrack and strapping that helmet on and putting on a good show.
1: Do me a favor, say hi to the old boy for me, will you? I will. Tell I will. Him, tell him I'll catch up with him at uh, Riverside, guaranteed. Sounds good. You betcha. That's have a good night, guys. Dylan Blankhorn, uh, driver of the 67. But watch, he's going to have a number six on the door. He's going to drive for Jerry Hayes in the sportsman division. Uh, but keep an eye on him. That's going to energize Dylan to get the other stuff ready to go, I can guarantee it, Joe. It, it will.
3: But talk about the the makings uh, of the deal that's over here in Ontario, right? Yeah. Lane Zardo and and Kenny Groob with that thirty six car, kind of the same program, really. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. A very talented racer, a young racer being dropped in with a with a great group of people. Um, uh, it has the workings of of uh, you know what Lane Zardo and those guys have got going on with that with that Super Stock and and the bester Forest Products car? You know that's uh, a really neat program it has been for a lot of years, and uh, you know it's definitely cool to see a guy like Dylan Blankhorn being dropped into a program like that. Um, their their performance is going to elevate dramatically. And uh it it should be pretty cool to to uh to watch for the fans.
1: And that is one fast race car. Uh Jerry Hayes has got there uh watching Eddie drive that machine. Uh he was competitive every time he was in it. Yep. And I can well imagine uh Dylan is going to be ultra competitive in it with the, the you know, the sportsman drivers that are in that class, uh it's totally up another level with mass. And uh, it's going to be exciting. I can guarantee it. Uh, we got Kyle Steckley all warmed up and sort of off on the winds there. And we're going to be bringing him in. He had a whale of a weekend winning at Delaware Speedway on Friday night and then Flamborough Speedway on Saturday night. Uh, you can see he's pretty well tuned to Zoom. And we're going to check in with Kyle Steckley on the other side. We got throw back to Toronto Get you up to date on some of the news and highlights. Only takes 90 seconds. And then hour number two of Race Time Radio begins. And it all begins with that number 22 APC Chevrolet of Kyle Steckley. We're going to get to him in just a couple of moments. Going to throw it back to you, Scotty, in Toronto. Get us up to date. And then we will come back for hour number two. We'll also check in with the RS1 Cup Challenge winner. we got Brian Weaver who's also going to join the show in hour number two. And a bunch of clips from Full Throttle Motor Speedway that you don't want to miss. We will be back. Stay with us all live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks.
0: You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167.
1: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence. At LeafRaceware.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to Canadian Tire Motorsport Park.com.
7: When you, NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think NASCAR, Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio. This
1: may be the most important thing that's ever happened. Get
7: down, right, baby? Woo! The races. The Daytona 500 win. Good job. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows.
1: We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The
7: unprecedented access.
1: Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans.
7: Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio, Channel 90.
1: Chapstain did a video game move.
7: Also streaming on the SXM app.
14: I think they're happy down here we're
0: back with our number two of race time radio with the two joes here on race time radio on sirius xm 167 where canada talks
1: and that is the sound that fires off our number two all live tonight on sirius xm channel 167 canada talks so so glad you could tune in tonight We are going to get right to that Zoom line and bring in a red, red hot driver uh, that did the 75 on Friday night at Delaware Speedway. Taking the 22 car to Victory Lane and then followed it up Saturday night at Flamborough Speedway and picked up one of the 30s there. And we'll find out how it all came together for the number 22. We got Kyle Stackley. What's going on tonight there, 22? How are you? Doing good,
15: guys. Just relaxing after a busy weekend. Got the cars unloaded and ready to get back to work on them this weekend.
1: Man, oh man, you had an exciting Friday night, I can guarantee you that. I don't know, Kyle, if you know the announcers that were calling that race, uh, but they they had a real, real hate on for you on Friday night somehow. They were beating up on you pretty good, buddy.
15: Yeah, yeah, I guess they weren't liking what I did, but... Uh, and honest. I wasn't trying to dump him, honestly. I was just trying to get him out of my way. And I was behind him for three laps, and he didn't want to get out of my way. I was a lead lap car, and he was a lap car. So I got to get by him eventually, and I just tried to move him out of the way, and he ended up going around. And uh, it ended up working better for me than I expected.
1: Well, un- unfortunately for us, the viewers, we didn't see any of that on camera. We just heard... Uh, the announcer saying, man, the 22 car, he's got to be put to the back. He did that intentionally and all of a sudden. And it wasn't just once. They continued it on, and they kept calling it an endurance race. And I thought, man, are you guys off base here? Uh, I, I couldn't see it, but I said to Junior, first words I said, did the 22 dump somebody? It was.
3: Yeah, that was the first thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was in the car, and I called home, and, and uh, the first thing was out of out of your mouth was, did the twenty-two dump the eleven? And I said, <laughs> I said, no. What are you talking about? Yeah. And and then I I'm thinking back, and because I, I was spotting for the twenty-two of Pensino, and I was like, no, he didn't. And then I was like, oh, Stackley. Yeah. And I was like, well, he he touched him, but he he didn't dump him. I no. like it, it, reflecting back. I mean, you are the leader, right? He is the going a lap down. You went down into one and two, and he like he took the high line. So you checked up. And then you went down the backstretch, and now you're like, okay, you're going to go to the top. And so you went to the bottom, and he went to the bottom. Well, there's nothing you can do as a leader. If you you run two different lanes and you don't know which way to to go, as Mm -hmm. a lap down car or as a car that's going to go a lap down, you either have to take a lane – Right? And I don't care if it's the top lane that you want or the bottom. Right. But you better run the the same line on both ends. Yeah, hang on to it, right? And uh yeah. now I would as a race director, you know, there's a lot of times that you can point at the race director and say that's a bad call. That was a good call. Yeah. That was a good call. I wouldn't have put Steckley to the back either because really and I'm not saying Lidster did anything terribly wrong. No. But he paid the price for what happened in in going around you yeah. didn't destroy a car by any stretch you even checked up uh to to kind of give him the spot um or to to let him save it uh you, it's not like you kept your foot in it and pushed him all the way around you could tell the way that the the car ended up uh you know on the outside he he's the one that just basically lost it and uh no it was it was definitely tough, and I watched that race back and and i I do yeah wag of the finger to the to the announcers yeah. on that one because they you, you can't you can't play favorites um uh, over anybody and and, and I was, don't think they were playing favorites. I just say you know they, they you definitely can't make a call uh, allow the race director to make the call and then you can comment on it, but that's it
1: yeah and the the same's got to be true too, right when an official ever tries to uh, put uh intent into a call that's always a real slippery slope that they go down if they do that and uh, in my opinion it's the wrong thing to do you can't look at intent you got to look at the situation and you got to call it by the rules and uh it sounds like it was mighty exciting i wish we could have seen it on camera but uh no better person to ask than you the guy that was driving the car
15: yeah yeah it was definitely uh bit of a crazy race a lot of guys had blistered right rear tires and mine ended up being really bad and it just got looser and looser i had a bit of a vibration and come on the radio and told dad and dad said keep driving her so that's what we did and then the caution came out which worked out well for me in the end but i honestly thought i was gonna i was gonna go backwards because the car kept falling off kept falling off so i was trying to cool down the right rear And uh, end up getting a good restart and got by the 19 and drove away there the last five laps. So it was good to get a win there. I was definitely happy with the car once I seen how bad our right rear tire was. But, uh, yeah, it was a fun night at Delaware.
1: So now what's that do, Kyle, to the, uh, well, to the crew, really? You're the guy driving the car. They're setting it up. But the thoughts, uh, that was a 75-lap race on Friday night there's uh, no doubt that is going to be an APC extended distance race coming up later this year. Um, it, was it set up that blistered that right rear? Was it something that you guys can point at and say, okay, well, for the 150, it won't do that. Or do you think you have a tire issue? For the 200. That's
15: right. Yeah. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think personally it's got to be a tire issue or something with the tires because I wasn't the only one that did it. I know four or five guys in the late mall class had blisters right rears, So I think there had to be something with the tires or else a lot of guys didn't have their car set up very well.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the guys that are running at the front too, much, uh, or at yeah. least probably, right, are the guys yeah. that were maybe experiencing the difficulties. Kind of a scary prospect when you think that was the 75 lap race and you're going to run 200 later in the rear. What uh, Later in the year, what are you going to do for tires? Uh, and how do you manage that?
15: Yeah, you definitely got to manage your tires a bit more on a 200-lap race. I think at Delaware, you can still push it pretty hard for 75 laps. You don't have to save a ton, but it definitely is a longer-distance race where you do have to save. So the 200 lapper, you're going to have to save a lot. You're not going to be able to push too hard, and I think it's going to make it entertaining for the fans, and a lot of fun and more difficult for the drivers
1: oh um, man it's gonna be a dandy i uh, i have a picture
3: of i don't know whether you'd be able to see it or not uh on the camera but um i've got a, a really solid picture of the pentano right rear tire did the wow. exact same thing same and, thing. and yep. uh i don't know if you can see it or not but uh um <laughs> uh, we, we're just away on the camera here um but yeah, no, it's uh, uh definitely a difficult deal with those tires. Um there's uh it, by the sounds of it it didn't happen at Flamborough. Um you know, we we kind of wandered around and checked a bunch, but uh, uh did you there's see any did you see any issues at at Flamborough
15: at all? No, no issues at all at Flamborough. Um but like Joe said there's only 30 lap exactly. races, so yep. definitely different, but I I'm hoping it's all good for this weekend at Flamborough. I th- I think it will be. I think partially it's part of a track issue with the new rubber, and or the new, the new asphalt, and mm-hmm. now it's getting some laps on it. I wonder if that's possibly some of the issue, but definitely concerning.
1: Yeah, well, look back to Sunset Speedway. It was a 150. How did your tires look on the car after 150 at Sunset?
15: Well, the sizes weren't good, but they, <laughs> there's no blisters.
1: There was no blisters, none at all. So... Uh, yeah. You know, maybe maybe it was just a batch, right? Maybe uh, And it happens. We've seen it before. Uh, temperature will play havoc with them, pressures. Uh, there's all kinds of variables in there. But uh, speaking of Flamborough Speedway, you leave Delaware Speedway with the big trophy on Friday night. You headed into Flamborough, and you got to know that's JR country down there. That 55 card that he runs... It uh, was uh, bullet fast a couple of weeks ago when I was there, and it sounds like uh, it continues. There's a lot of real good iron flying around Flamborough, and you managed to squeak out a win. Where did you start on Saturday night?
15: So in the first race, I started 10th. I drove up to about, I think I was 4th or 5th, and I was really loose in the first race, and I tried getting around Stoddy, got on the apron, and just made a bad mistake and spun out. That was definitely... Not good on my part, that was pretty bad, but it ended up setting me up for the second race where I started pole, not without some tough competition. I had Danny Benedict starting right to my outside, and he pushed me hard at the start there and was right with me and Then we just kept cruising along the cars a lot better in the second race, and we were able to lead the full way to the end and grab the win
3: hey you spinning out there. Um you know you had you had the the opportunity to do the old eight tires is better than four but you chose to pinch the car down and and not do that um it did it, you know it was it it, it was you know a, a gracious move if you will um it, it it sucks that it ended up that way um but but it was because you were trying to race clean too you know it was <laughs> you seen you seen where you lost it and uh you know a, a lot of guys that just keep their foot in it and and it would have been in a in a really bad spot to do that because the guy on the outside is probably going to hit the wall right. um but yeah. a lot of guys would keep their f- or not a lot of guys but what i'm saying is is some guys would keep their foot in it and say i don't care about you on the outside um and uh you know it was it was definitely a gracious move uh, to a certain degree, uh, just it, it crappy the way that it ended up for you um, in that race, but uh, you did come back up through the field a little bit uh, after that. Uh, the car seemed to look really good uh, out there, and uh, you seemed to, uh, you, obviously, did you make many adjustments between between race one and race two?
15: Yeah, we tightened the car up quite a bit in between the first and second race. I just wasn't getting off the corner as good as I would have liked in the first race, and We're still, that's a new car this year, so we've been trying lots of stuff with it. Still trying to get the bugs fixed and worked out with it, but we're definitely getting it better, and in the second race, I was really happy with the car.
1: So did you learn everything you need to learn, Kyle? Uh, You go back there next Saturday night now, and it's the APC. Uh, It's a 100-lap race, Uh, but did you learn everything you needed to learn, uh, you figure, uh, heading into the next APC race?
15: Uh, yes and no. You know, you always want to, want to try more. And I have probably got 10, 15 ideas from that night that I want to try. Um, some of them I will for next Saturday and some of them are just too risky to try for a race day, especially the APC series. So I think we have a good, good notes and a good baseline of how we're going to go back next weekend. And I'm looking forward to it and hope we can contend for the win.
1: Kind of unnerving though, right? You're taking your APC car. A Saturday night before the big one, you need to know stuff. You need to, you want the information so that you got it for the following Saturday night. But anything can happen on a short track, and we've seen it happen many times, where you know you go with a brand new piece, and sometimes guys carry him home in a basket. It's got to be kind of unnerving. And you want to try and go out and get results that night. That's the only way you're going to get the information you need. Uh, it's a double-edged sword at times.
15: Yeah, it's definitely kind of scary. You know, it's a brand-new car, and there's some some guys out there who aren't quite as careful as some of us and are a bit more aggressive, which is totally fine. It's racing. It's part of it, but it's definitely a little scary. Sometimes you just got to be smart. Put your car in good situations. Don't push to win the race when it's just a regular night. When we're focusing on the APC series, you know, you got to remember that what you're there for is more for learning than going out and winning two features. So, got to play it smart and take care of your equipment to make sure you've got it for the next weeks ahead.
1: Well, at least you got one of those feature wins. Congratulations on that. And uh, it was a good weekend, all in all. Next weekend, APC. What happens after that? What's your calendar sort of showing on the other side of that APC racer? Have you got it figured out just yet?
15: it definitely doesn't slow down at all. I've got uh Peterborough APC the following weekend, and then the following weekend, the 23rd, I believe, we're running a Saturday or a Friday night at Delaware. And then the next weekend's Canada Day weekend, and we're racing at Delaware Speedway. And it just goes on every single weekend until the end of the year from there. Yeah,
1: man, it's not going to take long, right? It uh, sort of at this time of the year the chain happens, and it just goes clink, clink, and uh, you go to the next one. Uh, it's going to be over before we know it, but uh, we're still only June, so that's, all the, that's the good news part of it, right? Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be good. Kyle, uh, we appreciate the time tonight on Race Time. Genuinely do, each and every time we get you on here. And uh, good luck, good luck uh, next Saturday night. Go out there and get them. Uh, sponsorship on that 22 car has got to mean a lot.
15: Yeah, definitely. All my sponsors and crew are huge. You know, I've got some of the best supporters in the series in Canada, I think. I've got a great crew behind me who come out to the shop every week, get the car ready, ready with me for the next weekend. And got to thank APC Auto Parts Centers, Pennzoil, Canusa, AW Millwrights, Quickwick Firestarters, Stewart's Equipment, Fritz Alder Precast here, excavating MBS Motorsports, Deloitte, Whalers, Um, The list goes on. I could name probably 10, 15 more sponsors, but just shows all the support I get and all the local and and provincial support I get is unbelievable, and I'm incredibly thankful for it.
1: Well, rightfully so. You give them results, kiddo, and that's what you need to do. Uh, Congratulations on the double bubble this weekend, and go get them next weekend. We'll be watching. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. You betcha. That is Kyle Steckley, driver of the 22 in the APC Series. You can see him. He shows up at all the big events. I wouldn't doubt we'll see him at the Gold Rush, too, come Flamborough Speedway. He'll be adding them all in there. He's one of those guys that uh, there is no slowdown in him. And he's going to be in the Pinty's car too at some point.
3: Yeah, he's definitely. I, I believe that he's running the uh, the Toronto Indy uh, will be his next race uh, uh, in in the uh, in the the car. But uh, um, the uh, um, yeah, he, he's in the learning stage, right? Yeah. He's, um, he's he's not just being groomed to to be a late model racer no. like this there's there's a heavy shot that Steckley will be uh, in in you know the top tiers of NASCAR at some point oh, um, I wouldn't doubt and, it. and you know the way that that the, they're approaching everything and the way that they're learning and and attracting the partnerships that they have and and all of those things uh, you can tell that there's that there's an ulterior motive to to the amount of racing that he's doing it's not just uh, because he wants to go racing it's the, he, they're learning every time they hit the racetrack and um, they uh, it, it is really Cool to watch. Um, they've got a great program there. Uh, he's a he's a heck of a wheel man. If you're in the grandstands and you get to you see Steckley roll in through the back gate, mm. um, you, you know it. it you should definitely get excited by that because yeah. you're going to watch uh, uh, you're going to watch some great racing and and uh, you're also going to uh, you know be a part of the, uh, the the future of of what this sport is and and uh, he's he's a bright shining light in that future so um, he's he's a heck of a wheelman.
1: Okay, we're going to hit a quick break here on race time. When we come back, we're going to go full throttle Motor Speedway. We'll give you some of those uh, victory lane celebrations. Uh, caught up with uh, the two junior late model feature winners. Uh, we got the uh, four fun stock mini winner. And uh, I think we even got the truck guys. So stick around with us. We will be back uh, just a couple moments here on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. <music>
3: Hey, race fans! This is Jay Doer, 2010 Sportsman Series Cup champion.
13: Can we read that? Yep, yep,
3: yep. Hello, race fans! This is Jay Doer, 2010 Lucas Oil Sportsman Cup champion, and you're listening to
0: Race Time Radio. From coast to coast to coast, you're listening to Canada to Canada Talks.
11: Did you know, you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone. I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just, just to, to tap, tap away. away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers.
1: The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend. With the IWK 250 tailgate party on Thursday night, then Friday night. It's the Auto World Sportsman Series, Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. For tickets and camping info. Get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live at Canada's ultimate short track race. The IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis.
7: What is Sirius XM NASCAR radio? Tyler already will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Disney.
1: Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's
7: Joey Logano will set his sights on oh. a oh. championship. Oh. Two oh, baby. Things. Things. He shoved him up the
11: right track.
5: Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory.
7: <laughs> NASCAR. Oh,
11: he loses it. He crashes.
7: Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally
9: known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere, doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa Know
2: How. Tonight's race Time radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa Know How. BP Racefields, the worldwide
1: leader in race fuel technology.
0: From the high banks of Daytona.
1: <laughs>
0: Cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Al. Woo! Shake and here on Race Time Radio. And-
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So so glad you could tune in tonight, live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks, of course on Rev TV right across the nation every Monday, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, and of course the performance MotorsportNetwork.com throughout the course of the week. Gearhead head country radio, lots of ways you can get Race Time Radio, and don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, Racetime Radio TV on YouTube. We're up to like 170 subscribers and growing each and every week. So please hit that like and subscribe button, and uh, you'll never miss Race Time Radio again. What's up, Junior? I seen you poking around there. What's up?
3: Yeah i i want to give uh, I want to give a shout out to two, and we talk about them uh, pretty regularly. But the uh, the photographers um, in in the sport. Uh, Canadian motorsports photography Dan McKenzie mm-hmm. has kind of kicked off and and has been working at his craft um and Dan McKenzie is doing a heck of a job uh capturing the moments um mm-hmm. in in the sport um alongside with Thompson photography yeah. and and uh, uh then you've got Dave Franks and Race Pulse and um man there's uh, there's there's a handful of very talented uh photographers that uh, Ontario has um uh that uh you know a lot of uh, in the you know across the border you know across the border in the US um photography is you know there's one guy for like you know a a bunch of racetracks here we've got a a great bunch um of uh of photographers and and uh, we're we had a great conversation about that on the weekend uh, talking about it with Al sitting on the on the pit wall and uh you know just Taking a look through, obviously, you know, after after the weekend, you see a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, of the images, uh, you know, that uh, that pop up. And uh, I just wanted to give a shout out for them because there's, there's a bunch of, talented, yep. bunch of talented photographers and here in Ontario.
1: we use their photos all the yeah, absolutely. time. Absolutely. Thank yep. them very much. Okay. Full Throttle Motor Speedway is where I was at last night. And a uh, great night. I got to put it out to Paul Chirpanier and his whole staff. They got the place looking magnificent. And they had a good show last night. For the first time in a long time, I got a chance to watch the Junior Late Models. And if you've never seen these cars, uh, you're about to uh, see and hear from two of the winners. They ran double features last night. And uh, the first guy to go to Victory Lane drives the number nine car. Grayson Mason is his name. And I caught up with him right as he come off the racetrack. Here he is. Okay, with Grayson Mason now, the winner of Junior Late Model, feature number one here at Full Throttle Speedway. Take us back through that one. Man, you had a good race. Uh, Yeah, it was really a good battle with the 22. Started a little bit behind, but good pushes at the restarts and good race. So uh, does the track feel any different than it did earlier today when you were up for practice? Well, uh, it's warmer, so we had to change a few stuff, but it
14: feels really good.
1: So, you got another feature to go yet here tonight. Are you going to change anything or is it all strategy and you keep those cards kind of tight to the vest?
14: Uh, it's all strategy and keep them tight to the vest.
1: Yeah, good stuff. You got some good sponsors on this car.
14: Yes, we do. We got ExecuLink,
1: Tiny's, Fitch, Dry Design, and Peter Atkinson. Oh, that's awesome. How long have you been racing, Grace? My third year. The third year. So, have you had many feature wins?
14: Uh, This is my second
1: one. Oh, really? Where did you get your first win? Right here at Full Throttle? Yes. Cool, cool. So, school's just about out. I guess busy summer for you, right? Going to race this car all summer? Yes. Good deal. So, congratulations on the win, and hopefully we see you back here after the next feature.
14: Yeah. Uh
1: Perfect. He did a good job. I'll tell you that little number nine car uh, threat to win each time he's on that racetrack in his second feature win. Junior, you know what that guy's going through. I, I wish I knew on, on full throttle side.
3: Man, full throttle is a cool track for junior light models. Yeah, The fast and and the banking, man, it would feel like Daytona in those things. Uh, I only ever got the chance to run at uh, at Sobel and uh, uh, but the, I mean, man, that that would be so cool to see the uh, uh, the full throttle guys uh, like on on the little track on not the little track on the little high bank track uh, that is Varney. Yeah,
1: Grayson didn't win the second feature. He did a real good job. He came close. But the 22 car went to Victory Lane on the second uh, main event, and here is Judah. Okay, with the driver, the number 22, Judah, you won the
14: feature, and it's your first trip here to Full Throttle. How was that? Oh, it was really crazy. Uh, It was a really hard race to win, especially with all the really good people out there, and i got to thank them for all the competition
1: awesome stuff so uh i see a couple of feature win stickers on this car those this year or was that last
14: year uh well that was my first win last year and i've won three times more this year
1: really good for you so big difference did you have a lot of work to do on the car over the off season
14: yeah i don't know what we really did we cleaned out the engine and a bunch of other stuff but it it's a lot better than last year and i'm really glad that's cool judah
1: uh Tell me now, uh, where are you from? Where's home?
14: Well, I'm from Strathroy, and I don't know.
1: Strathroy. So you guys have come a little ways to get to the race. You got some great sponsorship on this machine.
14: Yeah, I have to thank all my sponsors because they all helped um, help with all the money and uh, parts for this uh, car here. And without them, I wouldn't have been able to win the race. Yeah,
1: good for you. So what's the plan for you this year? You're gonna run. Grand Bend, I see you're at Grand Bend. Are you going to be coming back here with these guys? What's your plan?
14: Well, I guess my plan is to kind of fluctuate between all of them. Well, I guess I want to try out a bunch of uh, new tracks and win as much as I can.
1: Good stuff. School's almost out. you got to be looking forward to that.
14: I am. I'm really done with school.
1: <laughs> well, you got to have good marks, I bet, or uh, Papa Bear probably won't let you drive. It. Uh, who is all on your crew?
14: Um, it's pretty much just my dad and my brother and everybody else that comes and helps along. All my, all the other fellow racers from Grand Bend, they all like to help and stuff like that. We're all close, a closely-knit community. Awesome stuff.
1: Men, congratulations. You did a great job out there. Uh, that's it for tonight. When's your next race?
14: My next race should be next Saturday at Grand Bend unless we come here again, which might we might, but we might not. I'm not.
1: Well, you have to keep your eye on that number 22. This guy can race. Good job, buddy. Thank you. And look at the medal, too. <laughs> yeah, you had a little medal. They give him out at uh, Full Throttle Speedway, and uh, the kids did a great job. So many uh, young drivers, and I'll tell you, that's the future of this sport. And uh, see what they're doing? It's uh, just amazing out there uh, and it, they're stepping it up. It's real racing, man. I'll tell you. Yeah, definitely. And,
3: uh, you know, you look at, uh, you look at just this, this weekend as well. Uh, you know, there was a Camrath in victory lane over at, uh, in the junior late models at sunset. Uh, the, you know, uh, Rick Spencer Waltz, young man, Jake, uh, he got into a big wreck and, in, uh, in, in the heat race and, uh, they ended up fixing it and, and getting back out there and, and he just about won the race. And, uh, you know, you look at the competition level. Uh, we had a great conversation, Corey McAllister's dad and I, uh, about the thrash that happened to get all those cars put back together. And he's like, there was other people from other teams helping out, and yeah. uh, they were lending parts and uh, you know, piecing the things back together. He's like, it, it looked like a late model crew, you know, kind of around a, a little a little wee miniature late model. But uh, he's like, it was uh, it was incredible to watch. And and uh, he, you know, when you look at the the junior class, Peterborough Speedway, as well as running them mm-hmm. Grand Bend, uh, man, it's uh, it's healthy and and uh, it's kind of came out of nowhere over the past couple of years, hasn't yeah. it? It's yeah, uh, it sure it, has. It, it it grew and and you know I kind of touched on this in a, with an interview uh, earlier this year, and um, it, you know it's it's really uh, it's. It's where the junior class kind of envisioned it being when you started it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, yeah. um, you know, it, it just took a couple extra gener Or not a couple extra generations. It took it an extra generation to get the ball rolling. Because mm-hmm. a lot of young guys seen the junior lates and they wanted to be in them. Then by that time, they were a little bit older. They got into a four fun or they got into a mini stock or they got into a super stock. And then, you know... They started having kids, and they were like, you know what? I'm putting my kid in a junior late model. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what we're seeing right now is, is all those people that looked at them when they were young kids, and they, they seen the couple of junior late models that were out there, um, and, and you're seeing that 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 blast. And, and I think that it's very healthy for the Ontario uh, racing community to get behind it. Uh, and there's a bunch of people that are doing just that, you know, getting behind yep. it. You know, you look at d- guys like Darren Warren with Ilium Industries. Yeah. Uh, you look at uh, Jeff Sims. Uh, you know, he's he was a big proponent with Junior Late for years with the Junior Cast Cars at Delaware, and uh, just there's a bunch of people that are behind the scenes, really pushing on them and and uh, um, you know keeping them keeping them rolling and and really you got to thank a guy like Brad Clark, uh, you know, the late Brad Clark. Uh, for keeping it going and keeping the ball rolling. And, yep. and uh, you know, it's it's really cool to see uh, the growth. And and I think, you know, by mid-season, there's going to be some classes that have like, or some races that have like 25 or 30 cars show up for yeah. them. So that's going to be, gonna be cool. cool.
1: Yeah, it sure will be. Uh, four funds were up, or fund stocks, I believe they're called, at Full Throttle. Uh, caught up with the winner there, Mark Merritt in the 62 car. Here's Mark. Mark Merritt goes to Victory Lane, feature race number one in the mini-stock. Take us back through that one. Lots of cars out there. You had a good run?
5: Yeah, lots of cars. Lots of new drivers, which is great to see. A lot of learning going on. Um, people trying to learn certain lines, trying to figure out what works best for their vehicle and what works best for them. Uh, a lot of traffic to work through. It was interesting at times. I got hit once and uh, managed to hold on to it. But, uh, yeah, this is just an entry-level class, right? And you, you can expect that from time to time and just try to avoid the wrecks. Good deal. How many
1: wins have you got
5: this year? Is this win number one for you? I know you guys have been running a few nights. This is. Uh, I'm just working a part-time schedule this year. Uh, so this is win number two. Race last week. I got a feature last week and a feature this week. So
1: good deal. Good deal. Now uh, you got lots of decals on this car.
5: Take us through the sponsors, but lots of sponsors. Lots of great people to help out. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember them all here. I got Aces Towing. They've been on board since day one. Same with Base on Wheels. Uh, I have Clinton Urbaneck Plumbing, Bell Tech Developments, Dave, the fence guy. I race for the Let's Remember Adam campaign. It's a, to raise awareness around uh, safety in school buses. And uh, I have April Wilson Photography as well. And uh, I might be forgetting somebody there, but uh, no, I think that's about it. Lots of help. It's good. So one more
1: feature tonight. Track's going to change, right? That sun goes down, going to cool off. What's it going to do to this
5: car? Uh, usually helps. Um just this class, we have just the regular radial tires, so the heat doesn't definitely doesn't like the heat. Uh, as the track cools down, generally this car picks up more, so uh, it likes the cold weather. The, the, the colder the tires, it seems to work
1: better. Uh, good luck. We'll see you right back here at the end of the next one. Sound good? Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was Mark. He did a great job behind the wheel of that 62 car. There was like 18 cars, Junior. Uh, same thing. Not a lot of cars. Uh, not a lot of cars got tore up. They did a good job.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And they put on a whale of a show there, too. You know, they're three and four wide (laughs) on on a very tight surface. And, uh, uh, yeah, Mark's definitely been a staple, multi-time champion over there at uh, at Full Throttle.
1: Yeah, and a good guy, too, right? Like, he he would help you at the drop of a hat. If you were a new competitor, uh, and he mentioned there was a lot of new guys, he'd be the kind of guy that you could walk over to in the pit area, and he'd do whatever he could to help you out. Um, And and that's kind of cool. Next up, the super trucks were there. Uh, Thunder trucks, I do believe they're called. And uh, don't go by the screen here. It was my fault. I called him Jason Mills. It isn't. It's Jason Vale. Uh, But uh, we got a quick word with Jason. At any rate, driver of the number 18 truck, he had a good night, won both features. Okay, with Jason Vale now in the 18 truck, winner. Feature number one tonight at Full Throttle. Jay, good run.
12: Thank you. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a tough battle, but uh, made our way through. Uh, Bumps and bruises here and there, but uh, turned out pretty good.
1: Hey, the season's coming right along for you. It's young yet, and uh, three wins, that is.
12: Yeah, yeah uh, all three uh, races we've been in, we, we won all three so far. Uh, a lot of work, uh, but also a lot of help from a lot of our sponsors. Uh, Luma Garage, uh, Waterloo Appliance Service, Speed Quest, Black Creek Livestock, um dcd construction um there, there's so many people that uh put put this together for us and i could not have done it myself and uh, i the best is uh, to be able to go out there and
1: have fun and not have to struggle near as bad yeah and that's the key right you gotta have fun you gotta be competitive you checked all those boxes tonight so uh it's kind of warm right now full throttle speedway that track looks like it's pretty greasy you guys still have one more feature to go what's the thoughts heading into that one where will you start did they do a total invert on the finish or uh and what's the track gonna do
12: well we all drill drill uh drew pills um for our starting spots i started four so i believe uh, i'm gonna start six on the second race um but yeah it's it's basically uh gonna try and cool off and and uh keep cool heads and, and just keep out of trouble and keep it all in one piece and bring it home hopefully in first place again
1: where's home for you what's hometown
12: i uh, grew up in st Clement, so i live in waterloo now um i've always been coming up to the racetrack my dad used to race up here and he kind of instilled it in the blood and uh it's never leaving uh,
1: paul Ben has done a wicked job i haven't been to this track in a while man it looks like a totally different place
12: Yes, he has. Uh, in the past uh, two or three years since he took over, uh, he's really done a lot of work cleaning up the place, uh, keeping it well maintained, uh, organized, and uh, yeah, and you know, trying to find all the staff to, to keep it up and, and you know keep it in, in good condition and bring it back to what it used to be.
1: Yeah, and this class has really come a long way. You guys are growing.
12: Yeah, it's uh, it's a good class. Uh, for the most part, we pretty much keep everything fairly clean. Um, but it's good hard tough racing uh, the trucks are a little heavier, so they push in the corner a little bit more uh, It definitely makes a, a, a driver um, You have to you have to be able to drive it and not just all horsepower it, It's uh, there's a lot more into into driving the, the trucks
1: One more tonight, and you'll be batting a thousand. Can you do it?
12: Well, I never uh, I never say I'm, I'm gonna win, but I'm certainly gonna try
1: Well, he did it, uh, and he did bat 1,000 last night, winning both those features uh, in the trucks. A great night of racing. I know I haven't got the mini-truck features uh, the way the schedule, and when I was doing one, I was missing the other. But I can tell you... The next time I'm out at Full Throttle Speedway, you can bet I'm going to be getting uh, those trucks and we'll get you some interviews with them. The other thing I'm going to do is throw that microphone right in the garbage. (laughs) I'm at a disadvantage when I'm out there doing those interviews. I can't hear it. I got no monitoring system. I don't find out what I got until I get back to the studio. And unfortunately, uh, that that microphone's got to go in the garbage. Uh, It was there. It was audible, but just barely. Uh, we'll get that one fixed for the next time. But that's all part of the learning process. Worked better than it did at Motorama now, didn't it? Yeah, it worked a heck of a lot better than Motorama, that's yeah, was, for sure. It was empty.
3: <laughs> but, uh,
1: yeah. Uh, we're going to hit our final break of the night. When we come back, we're going to get Brian Weavers on the uh, Zoom line. We're going to talk RS1 Challenge Cup. Yeah, a little different. And uh, Brian hasn't made an appearance on race time He's gone on the other side of the break. Stay with us, everybody. We will be back.
0: You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM channel 167
1: it's time to get back to the racetracks for over 30 years quick quick fire starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one two three there's no need for kindling or paper just pop your quick quick fire starter in the pit add your wood and presto you're a pro Quick-Wick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick-Wick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Race time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the
2: official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew.
9: Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families people you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere, doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. you stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on
11: Napa know-how. Alexa, play NASCAR Radio on Sirius XM. Sirius
14: XM NASCAR Radio from Sirius XM. Start your
7: engine! to NASCAR's biggest name. Jr. Kyle Busch. here live coverage of every single race. Side by side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24/7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius SiriusXM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at siriusxm.com/nascar.
1: The Riverside 250 started back in 1977 at Riverside International Speedway. The 250 has continued for all but a couple of years since. In 2007, the 250 was titled the IWK 250 and has been Canada's crown jewel event to win every year. The tradition continues this July 15th weekend with the IWK 250 tailgate parties on Thursday night, then Friday night. It's the Auto World Sportsman Series, Henry's Auto Pro 100. And then on Saturday, it's the IWK 250 featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour and teams from across Canada and the U.S. Goal, For tickets and camping info, get to riversidespeedway.ca and join us live at Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. Steve
2: Lewis Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa and Parts Stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indy Ganesh, Nova Scotia.
0: From the high banks of Daytona.
2: We're here. We cover
0: it all. We are Race Time Radio. And now, back to Joe Chisholm. Run, well, Sandy, Rick for your life. Huh.
1: Rick Andy, Andy Run, (laughs) welcome back everybody to Race Time Radio. So so glad you could tune in tonight. We are going to go right back to the Zoom line, and we're going to welcome in our next guest. He went to Victory Lane not once but twice yesterday at Area Twenty Seven in that beautiful number sixty six TD Wealth Financial machine. His name is Brian Weavers, and he joins us now. What's going on tonight there, Brian? How are you? Hey,
8: Joe. I'm doing great. Uh, Just hanging out, getting ready to go for dinner up here on the West Coast.
1: Yeah, that's the stuff. That's what you want to do. You want a couple of races. That's a good way to kick off the season right there.
8: Uh, Yeah, i actually surprised myself, to be honest with you. Uh, I just got in the lead right off the get-go, and I was managing to hold off – Ingo Siebert, who was right on my tail, and uh, Alexis, uh, uh, Elisa Alexis, who was right there as well. So it surprised myself actually. Yeah. Well,
1: hey, right. You get enough experience, enough seat time, you're yeah. gonna pick up speed. I know you and I were texting earlier today, yeah. and you said, you know, you picked up a couple of tenths over your times last year, and that's huge.
8: Well, actually, not tenths. We picked up two seconds from last year already oh. on on the long track at uh, Area 27. So running from now, you know, 217 down to the 215s on wow. qualifying. And now that challenge group, actually, we're running now well like, two seconds, all of us faster as well. So it's gotten really competitive. But, yeah, seat time's everything. And uh, it's also, you know, all those other guys around that are helping you out as you go along.
1: Sure, Yeah, and that's what, it, that's what it's all about, right? That's how you build in this sport. You learn from others and, uh, you know, you take what you learn and apply it. And, you know, that, that line keeps changing. Now you've set the bar, yeah. though, for yourself. You got two yeah. wins. Did you have any wins last year, Brian? Forgive me for not knowing, but did you have any?
8: <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I did not. Uh, I think I was third place was my uh, best finish last year.
1: Wow, good stuff. Now, uh, what did you start racing in? Was RS1 Challenge Cup? Was that it? Was that the beginning stage for you, or did you start out driving something else somewhere else? Yeah,
8: no. You know what? It was just like a lot of guys in the challenge. uh, You know, we got the bug driving uh, a few years or, yeah, a few years back in a corporate day with uh, Avion Motorsports. And, you know, you went from the Camaro SS's and they just threw you into one of these rs1s and said why don't you take it out and see what you think and that first lap just hooked me right there so i just went straight into it uh and for the last three years i've just been trying to learn it with seat time
1: yeah amazing right that avion motorsports Mm -hmm. does such a good job with this uh you know when the secret gets out there's gonna be too many cars a lot of drivers in too many cars uh, it, you know that the success that Trevor and the whole group have done is uh, going to its gonna pay dividends. You know it's going to. Uh, but that's kind of cool that you started in this, and you've been able to learn. And the guys are pretty good about talking, right? They let you know different things.
8: Especially, uh, you know, Trevor, for sure. Riley's open, Riley Siebert. A lot of the cup guys, like, for example, they had uh, Tony Morris Jr. there today or this weekend. You know, he has his own racing school mm-hmm. and he was, you know, you can ask him any questions and he would just, you know, he'd give you pointers and tips and, you know, breaking sequence, everything. And, um, I find that, uh, especially like this weekend, you know, every time you come off the track and then he's talking to you or you, you ask a couple of these cup drivers, you can, you can figure that you're adding a tenth or, or just, you know, cutting off a tenth or two tenths just by that little advice. Mm-hmm. So you have all that accumulation of all these, all these little nibbits that they give you really does help out in the end.
1: So where did you pick up the time? Did you pick it up down that beautiful long straightaway or were you picking it up in the turns? Where Where do you think you've um, excelled over last year?
8: You know, I, I, I had a chance this weekend um, during qualifying to, uh, I think it was, um, what's his name? Uh, Brody Globe. Brody was here and he's from the Trans Am Series down, down south. Mm-hmm. And I had a chance just to basically leave follow him as hard as I could while he was qualifying and just watching his lines and watching where he was breaking. You know, so I picked it up in a few corners that I could see that I was getting stronger at. And then, you know, then you can see where I wasn't strong in some corners, but I would try to the next time around, I'd try to emulate what he was doing. And for times where I felt like I was a little bit out of control, you know, I come back in after qualifying thinking, man, I don't think I did that well. Yeah. And that was my personal best. So uh you gotta hand it to basically a lot of lead followers sometimes when you can do it, especially in qualifying. Yeah. If you have that opportunity, just when people go out, get lucky.
1: Absolutely. And it's all learning process, right? You know? Yeah. And when you get a chance and go through the turns and you connect on it, it makes you you know, attack the turns even more the next time. You gotta be careful though. Uh, one of these times you're gonna push it over the line, but that's how you learn.
8: Yeah. Well it was close. You know, what's interesting is like, it was close this weekend, uh, uh, my first race felt like I was on for personally on the edge. Uh, and, you know, that's where all that skill comes in from the cup drivers compared to the challenge drivers. But I'd say this, like we ran two challenge uh, races, not one caution. Everybody stayed on the track. And it was door to door sometimes, especially as you know, at Area 27, you know, coming down, you know, you're going to turn one and then turn two and three a lot of carnage in those areas. Oh, yeah. We didn't have one mishap in the challenge, which kind of shows for the last few years how much skill or talent, you know, the guys are gaining. And of course the women are gaining in these turns. So yeah, you know, it was actually not too bad.
1: Yeah. Oh, well that'll be music to Al labor seers. That's for sure. <laughs> not a lot to fix up after the race. You guys will head off then to Saskatoon. Are you going to Saskatoon? Are you going to jump I- in?
8: No, I, I can't make it. It's four days. And, you know, unfortunately, to pay for my hobby, I, I do have to work. We do have some stuff going on at the Benedictine Speedway, to which, you know, me, uh, the Seabirds and Lee Howard, I think you've had interviewed before. Yep. We're all owners. So as a couple of those guys go up to Saskatchewan to race. I'm going to be heading to uh, the Speedway just to watch over some events that we have going on.
1: Yeah, see, you got to work to play. There you go. And that, exactly that backs that. it right yeah. up. And how is Lee doing? Is he staying out of trouble? He would love seeing his uh, his race car, you guys, together uh, flying yeah. around the track. Uh,
8: you know, what we do is, um, like when we first got Is you know, we, we bought the car together, thought, let's just try it out and see how we like it. We both like it, but Lee's been sending this year some time, uh, a lot of the corporate days, Uh, doing some charities with the car and uh, this weekend he couldn't make it. So I took, I actually ran the cup and the challenge this weekend and it was exhausting. Like I, like we were texting before it was, it was like 33 degrees out there sometimes. And you know, those cool suits really come in handy, but uh, man, it was exhausting out there.
1: Yeah. And it would be too, uh, especially when you're focused and concentrating on the race, you don't realize how hot it is until uh, now you get a chance to breathe and that's either when the checker comes out or yeah. uh, an extended yellow. Uh, good to hear yeah. that you guys didn't have a lot of yellows. Uh, that makes yeah. for a lot of fun and it makes uh, good good for results. Good on you, man. Yeah. Uh, now Thank you'll you. be leading the points in that particular part of the series.
8: Yeah, the, the fortunate thing is you get a, a couple out of the 10, um, the 10 races you get two throwaways basically. So if you know, and as you know, through the Avion series, they take care of all the cars. So really, if a mishap happens in your car, unfortunately, it's not the driver or your crew's fault. So they've given you two throwaways. So unfortunately for me, them going to, uh, to Saskatoon, that, those are my throwaways. So, um, then I got to show up for the rest of the series yeah. to make sure if I can lead the points. Yeah. But Joe, I'll, I'll say this and I truly mean this. Uh, winning is fun and we all have a good laugh after and you all have a beer. But, um, you know, it's just that group. Like what what's great about the challenge is the egos are really in check mm-hmm. and everyone's there trying to get better and push each other to get better. And that is why, uh, I think the challenge is going to be, you're talking about growing series. That, that's why this series will grow and be popular is because, you know, if a mistake's made, no, no one's on you. for it. Right. You know, you can just learn from it and move on. Um, And everyone is really a tight group in the way of, we all want to win, but we all understand that us being in tight races just gets us better learning, you know, learning how to race. So that's why it's really popular right now amongst a lot of the racers that are there.
1: This is Brian Weavers with us. He drives the number 66 in the RS1 Challenge Series. The first time we've heard from a Challenge Series driver, thought it'd be a great idea. And we got to put it out to Riley Siebert. Uh, he did win both cup races, and it looks like Cameron Haley was right there. Do you get a chance to talk to those guys much?
8: Yeah, actually, uh, I did. I talked to Cameron. He was um, actually he came back from the first race, and good on him because uh, he got into a bit of a wreck in the first cup race, which uh, slowed him down because half his fender was off. Uh, but uh, you know, you got to hand it to Jeff Walt and uh, his crew at Avion. Uh they just fixed up his his car and of about a half hour and he was right back out there and um I thought he had a real good second race uh so and i, I did talk to him he was a little bit frustrated with that, but in the end I think for him overall it's a pretty good day um and and funny enough to talk about Riley you know Riley's car was in the winter circuit twice and I was there but um uh, the second the challenge race as you know all the cars are basically the same sure Ingo got to Ingo Siebert Drove Riley's car the second race, uh, because he had some problems in his first cup race. But, uh, um, you know, and he just did a couple tweaks to it during the practice run and he was running right two, three the whole, the whole time in challenge with Riley's car. So, you know, that's the other thing is you can just jump in any car. Uh, and that's what makes it kind of, you know, at least you don't lose your day, even if you wreck your car sometimes. And that's happened this year. You've had some, you know, uh, our first race of the season, a non-points race, uh, we had a pretty spectacular crash, and you know, luckily everyone was fine. But you know, we were jumping into cars as we went for this week just to get it all done.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah! Uh, amazing, uh, really, yeah. really good to see. So, no Saskatoon for you. Pretty safe no. to say you will be at Penticton. Where is 100%. home
8: for you, Brian? What's hometown for you? Uh, just outside of Vancouver, Richmond. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, luckily I do have a place near the track, so I have somewhere to stay. Uh, but, um, you know, with work and whatnot and everything going on with us at the Speedway, it's pretty much we go, you know, we go up Friday, take care of a bunch of things, race on Saturday. And sometimes, like last night, I had to get home back to Richmond for today. I came back right after the race. I got in at around 12 o'clock at night. Yeah. So it was pretty exhausting
1: yeah well, that's all part of it. You look forward to that all off season, don't you?
8: You know you dreaming in your mind, how you' hoping you get better in corners? How can you come out faster? How can you dive in more um, but yeah, you, you think about it a lot. You just hope you just get better the next time out yeah,
1: well, safe to say, you got that part figured out now. Do it again and again and again. Brian, this has been great catching up with you tonight. Yeah. Congratulations on both victories. You're on the radar now. We're going to be uh, hounding you. <laughs> and if you don't win, we're going to be asking you why now.
8: Oh, well, Ingo Siebert's on my butt as well. He's just hounded me trying to trying to get that, that place over me. And, and I'll say this too, you know, uh, uh, Elisa uh, Alexis. Yeah. I don't know if you had a chance to talk to her. Yes, we but have. Talk we talked about have. someone in two short years has become quite a driver. She's something else. And as you know, with her, it's like, Kermac for the collision crew. Mm-hmm. So Sean uh, McIntosh and his dad. I mean, I see that and watch watch her up and coming because that's the one who's going to probably overtake me. I, I have no doubt about it because she's one of those, every time she comes off, she's getting advice. Yeah. Yeah. And she's yeah. getting quicker and quicker and quicker. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's to take that advice, sink it in, and apply it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and she's she, doing that. She is very good at it. Uh, He's built. Right? This has been great, buddy. Uh, Have a good week and uh, get ready, man. Uh, Panticton's going to be here before you know it.
8: Yeah, and um, hey, thanks for uh, uh, at least uh, putting some spotlight on the challenge series. I think it's spectacular, and I really do believe that. And the model that Trevor Seabird has for this is just a winner.
1: Dynamite stuff. You betcha. Thanks so much, Brian. You bet. That's Brian Weavers. uh, Went to Victory Lane. Kind of cool. And? Challenge Cup Series. That's cool.
3: Yeah, definitely. Very cool. And, uh, what a great way of, uh, of pairing, you know, a up and comer to, with a professional or, or, you know, a, a semi-professional racer, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, that, that knows the ins and outs and, uh, um, just a, a really, a really cool model. Obviously the road racing world, uh, you know, there's, there's a couple of different divisions that have a similar model, uh, but it's handled by a team, you know, yeah. no, um, yeah. this deal here handled by Avion and, and, uh, uh, it, it's all under one roof, and, uh, uh, you know, it It, it kind of has the feel of like a, uh, you know, and just the way that, that he's describing it, you know, you mentioned it, the winning is fun, mm-hmm. but it's a camaraderie. It's all that stuff. Being at the racetrack with a bunch of people with the egos down, with the just the excitement of being there. Right. Fast cars. It's kind of like... Uh, you know, like like a beer league locker room type of feel. Yeah. Um. But with the excitement of racing mixed in with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. And the professionalism of racing mixed in with it. It's it's uh you know it's it's, and I do not mean that in a bad way at all. It's not beer league racing. No, it's not what no, I'm no. saying. No, no. It, 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 those guys take it seriously when they're I've out on the fun. racetrack, and and uh, um, you know that the neat part is is when you're 40 beer league. Is is pretty slow hockey. It's yeah. not super exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's mushball it, when it comes yeah, time for baseball. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and mushball is mushball. Yeah. In racing, the car doesn't know how old you are. No, and never you know does. the competition level. It's not like fifty year old person is going to be- make it to the Cup Series now. Uh, but that being said you know there's plenty of 50 year olds that can get up on the wheel and Shit. get after it yeah you know and uh so it's it's great racing um uh it's it's got to be a blast for the people that are involved in it um they're they're definitely having a gas and and uh, uh just a completely different level of motorsports right it's just a different way to skin the cat and uh um just uh, a lot of fun
1: you're off to shuttle year next weekend pinties yep. we got abc coming up Man, Junior, we got the it's tis the season, but you're going to
3: have some fun down there. Tis the season. The sportsmen are there as well at Chaudier and uh, the NASCAR trucks, not NASCAR Campermo trucks, but the the truck series, uh, the Quebec truck series, um, uh, will be there. And and uh, yeah, just uh, going to be uh, uh, a great weekend with Andrew Ranger. We got a hole to dig out of, man. Mm-hmm. Two races. Uh, Back-to-back DNFs. uh, uh, Well, not a DNF at Mossport, but uh, back there far enough. Uh, But uh, we definitely have a hole to dig out of, and uh,
1: uh, let's let's go have at her and go get it. You betcha. Happy trails. Be safe, and uh, we'll catch you when you get back here. But that's going to do it for Junior and I tonight in the Race Time Radio studio. Sure hope you enjoyed the show. Got to thank Sue right here in the Race Time Radio studio. Scotty back in Toronto. Tim. At Rev TV, a whole army of people working away to make sure that we get you as much info as we can over the two hours each and every week. Next week, we change our time on Sirius XM. We go live at 5, 5 to 7, and that's going to happen every Sunday night. 5 to 7 each week on Sirius XM, Channel 167, starting next Sunday. That's going to do it for us. Have a good one, everybody, and we'll catch you next week at 5 on Sirius XM. Be safe. to
0: go. No pressure from behind, buddy. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com www.racetimeradio.com We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio.
11: Come on now, dig, dig, dig.
0: Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race
2: fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.